What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 40 of the Block Exploring Podcast. That's a big number, Tommy. 40. That's uh, getting close to 50. Feeling older every day. Um, later in this episode, we're going to talk to you about the Bitcoin crash and Jack Dorsey re- resigning from Twitter. Um, pretty big things happen. Tommy and I don't like talking about too negative of news because y'all have to listen to this and enjoy yourselves. <laughs> but this is the kind of news you can't get around. Mm-hmm. As always, keep it real. exactly. We keep it real, and this is not financial advice. Now, first, a quick state of the market recap. As you can expect, as you probably know, Bitcoin crashed about ten percent in the span of four hours, and that has some big effects overall. In the past seven days, Bitcoin is down thirteen percent. Ethereum is down ten percent. Binance BNB ten percent. The majority of all projects are down between 10 and 25% um, in the past seven days. Uh, That's basically the state of the market right now. It's not that exciting. Oh, Luna is up big. That's the one I know that's that's up a lot. It's been recovering. I think it's also because it's the backing for their stable coin, US Terra, so that Mm -hmm. a lot of people are moving to US Terra because it's a stable coin to prevent losses, that kind of stuff. Anyways, that's the state of the market. Everything is red. 99% of stuff is red. But why, Tommy? This past Bitcoin dip? Some predicted it. Huge mix of things, isn't it? Like fears of intense regulation. There's, um, I feel like just an odd mix of things that have led to overall bearish sentiment in the, in the space when, when actually there's actually a lot of awesome things developing and such but you know i think this uh this dip is just a mixture of things of fud coming from regulatory side and also just the omicron news and uh these whenever a new variant is announced that tends to lead to like a bit of a panic a bit of a drop in the stock market predominantly but those fears um seep into the crypto market more than most of us would think because it's it's just general overall human sentiment overall if people are people they're going to feel a certain way and when these when such uncertainty comes about from something like a, a new variant you don't know what's happening in terms of lockdowns you don't know if you're going to be able to go work at your office anymore stuff like that you know this uncertainty really um, affects markets and crypto and the stock market they move quite closely now it's not the same where like crypto is this volatile volatile you know arena which it still is right but stock markets equally as volatile and and it's manipulated at that as well so true true i see also the um indeed what you're saying i I read a a lot about how the omicron fear uh, affects the the larger investor so the the more institutional one or uh just the ones that have a very diversified portfolio Mm -hmm. moving so like it's not just the crypto native person that decides to pull out whenever omicron hits it's the person who has etfs who Mm -hmm. owns these kind of more secure safe bets um uh, i'm saying that with quotation marks but they um they decide oh this is a pretty uh wild ride right now there's a lot of uncertainty I'll put the liquidity that I have in crypto in a slower moving, more stable kind of bond. And that's mm-hmm. their way of mitigating risks. Yeah. And not financial advice, but seemingly whenever they, a new variant is announced or lockdowns are announced, 
there are uh, incredible dip opportunities. <laughs> you often hear about how in the last huge uh, wave of crack lockdowns and the coronavirus um, announcements, most people made their gains after that, after those big dips and those opportunities. So like no adv uh, financial advice, but there's something to be said about staying liquid for such opportunities. Exactly. Also, don't get overbent on uh, all the hopium that was going around. Mm -hmm. I think, yep. uh, especially like the past two weeks, it was super bullish. The market was like hyper bullish even. Everyone was didn't see a downside. But mm -hmm. if you listen to a podcast of ours or to even the Rao Powell podcast, uh, it was like four weeks ago, five weeks ago, mm -hmm. we discussed how Rao Powell, Gary Vee, and a bunch of these major players in crypto had called the market uh, to dip around somewhere halfway December. Now, this is mm -hmm. a bit earlier than than we all had planned, but uh, there were signs and there were a lot of reasons to believe that it was going to dip. Also, yeah. there hasn't been a real correction since like, what is it, May? No, there exactly. Been it's dips, been a while. It hasn't been a correction like we see today. Because what we saw here was a correction, what we've seen before, you know, 5% in the span of two days, that's, that's a dip. That's, yeah. that's a buy the dip moment. This is a oof moment. This is going to take a month to recover yeah. kind of moment. And it's and just, that's okay. That's a, interesting. You bring that up because I get similar vibes from to that, to, you know, it's just, I feel like history is repeating itself in this instance because very similar situation back in, it was a May, you know, mm -hmm. where every, people, there was loads of top signals that were just screaming at us. There was just a lot of frothiness, a lot of just overexcited excitement. People really didn't think things could go down and they were just going to go up, 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 up. And then it did just come down. It did, it did come down and it was a bit, a bit quiet. It was a bit quiet for, for, for a good few months. Right. But, um, it is what it is. You have to be prepared for that. And, uh, I think, What's great about these, uh, if there's anything that's great about these moments of calm um, due to, you know, uh, a more bearish, bearish sentiment is that this is like one of the more perfect times to build. And that's what the, that's the sense I got back then. And the sense I get right now that crypto native builders and people who are in this space who are committed to this technology and who are really long term in this space, they're building, they're working on how do they further integrate themselves into this new space, this new tech, utilize this new technology. And the people who build now are those who see, who will gain in the future, because when the bullish sentiment comes back, people are going to be looking at these um, for projects and all that. And those projects would have been built during these times, you know, when no one was noticing, this is that opportunity to really make a space for yourself within crypto blockchain and all different niches within it. I think uh, what you what you're saying here uh, building during the dip mm. is in a way also a a way of sustainable business development right because mm -hmm. you're not buying the most expensive resources at the top prices like a lot right. of people who build on ethereum they have to deal with gas fees because mm -hmm. to deploy a smart contract you have to spend a bunch of gas you have to mm -hmm. pay a bunch of ETH. that's and, a very good point yeah yeah and now Ethereum is relatively low 
Mm-hmm. So it's a relatively cheap moment to buy these, or at least to release these well, more expensive deploy, yeah. smart contracts. Yeah, exactly. That's so. That's a great point. Yeah, maybe this is this is the opportunity that projects have been waiting for, you yeah. know. And we'll, we're going to start seeing more more and more projects ship just because it's cheaper to yeah. do so. Exactly. Oh, that's a good. That's a good take. Yeah, and speaking about building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our second topic for today is uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, is the Twitter CEO who wanted to to build. Uh, the, on the Lightning Network, a tipping system for Twitter pushed a bunch of crypto uh, positive uh, projects onto Twitter and has always been a, a kind of a Bitcoin maximalist. He resigned from Twitter. Yeah, yep. the world took it in a bit of a mixed way. He's been a controversial figure since 2005, 2015. He uh, came back onto Twitter. I think he quit 2008. Don't quote me on these numbers. Yeah, or, or he was asked to leave. Yeah, he was asked to leave. So he already has a rocky road when it comes to being the CEO of Twitter. Yeah. Uh, He's also not the conventional C- CEO Mm-hmm. um that you might think of he's always been a bit different from the start yeah. which i think speaks to maybe you know um some trouble some trouble he might be having you know within twitter and like mm-hmm. you know relationships with the board and then that can also ha- you know have an impact on what twitter is able to do and what he's able to do absolutely that's why you saw um elon musk tweet a picture of uh the new ceo of twitter uh, I forget his name. Uh, photoshopped over a picture picture of Stalin and mm-hmm. uh, Jack Dorsey in the water. Okay, uh, like the the typical kind of yeah. you know betrayal within the Communist Party <laughs> idea, and photoshopping it all out to make it seem nice. Uh, I I kind of have a similar idea here that there's that that it wasn't a real resignation and more of a you get booted out of the company. Mm-hmm. Because the next day, Square announces Square is a payment system, uh, payment platform owned mm-hmm. by Jack Dorsey as well. Mm-hmm. Announced it's going to rename itself as Block, and that it's going to go full or like it, it's going to go straight into Bitcoin, into these projects with mm-hmm. much more speed than before. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see Jack Dorsey was pushing. Oh, we have to do something with Bitcoin. We have to do something here. We have to do something. You know, mm-hmm. Tw- uh, Twitter needs to become a more metaversified company. Uh, to all of a sudden leave because these are big five-year ambitions this, these are five-year plans mm-hmm. these aren't oh tomorrow we'll have this uh, all set up yep so and then it's interesting to see him go all the way in with square and these companies mm-hmm. uh, to, to facilitate i guess his more personal ambitions yeah he's he's made bitcoin his like it's a, like a life goal of his to to prop propagate bitcoin you know which you know if we if we agree i mean if we just take it from this if we agree on this notion that jack dorsey may have been booted out you know i i would i would think that it's because of um you know his bitcoin maximalist tendencies and uh i think maybe twitter identifies for himself that you know there's a lot to offer looking at different um you know blockchain networks and not just focusing on on bitcoin which quite frankly isn't that met- metaverse uh, friendly but networks like ethereum solana or 
whichever polygon as well there they are and you know the Twitter has shown that it's been open to integrating li thing, little things, um, well, different tools, uh, Web3 tools in order to enhance its services like the NFT verification um, um, as, and, well, service, which would have been, which everyone was really excited about, right? But that has nothing to do with Bitcoin. And I reckon, okay, if we accept this premise that he may have been uh, pushed out because of, of, you know, his Bitcoin maximalist tendencies, I think yeah, that that might be the case that, you know, bit, that Jack Dorsey, you know, left, uh, well, was asked to leave because his uh, his outlook on how Twitter would move into the metaverse is quite different from how others within Twitter might see it. And um, the 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 block, well, what square is now block, I think that might have just that would have happened anyway, like he's a but it's interesting to see these companies are rebranding to focus heavily on crypto, blockchain, and metaverse. Like, I mean, Facebook, one of the biggest companies, is now Meta. Um, Square, one of the bigger payment services, now it's Block. You know, and like, you know, there's all these tweets asking, okay, what's Alphabet going to change its name to once it finally, you know, makes moves in the space and that. But um, it, I think it that speaks to you know. Companies are making big moves in relation to metaverse, crypto, and blockchain. You know, like CEOs are are being asked to leave or are just resigning, as and then and you know changing their other companies' names to to you know to signal to the space that yo we are here for metaverse, we are here for blockchain, and you know we're gonna get more and more of this, and this is what you know being on the cusp of mass adoption is. It looks like. Uh, ultimately when 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 corporations start signaling yo we are we are doing this cool thing that you think is cool you know we're trying to do this cool thing that you think is cool then then you start realizing that um you know we're really starting to break in into what um what mass adoption looks like True. But what is i personally think is that um well i think it's just um a little hitch in the plan of these companies going from a web two model mm -hmm. towards a web three model. Yeah. Uh, Twitter itself is very reliant on advertisers and yeah. these major advertisers are the, well, the, the major web two companies usually, or payment providers like PayPal, you get PayPal ads all the time on Twitter and going into web 3.0, uh, competes significantly with these advertisers. And right now, these advertisers are the majority of the income that Twitter receives. Whereas, uh, I think convincing a boardroom of the possibilities of Web 3.0 and becoming more crypto native or adopting more to cryptocurrency mm -hmm. uh, versus these are our annual reports, these are our main... Uh, contributors, etc, etc, is a harder argument to make. Mm. I think that that might also have indeed added to the well, t to this resignation quite possible. I mean, that quite possibly could be the case. Why? Well, how I view that take is that, you know, that right now, they the board doesn't see like if, if, if anything was suggested that might be competing with web two companies or, that are advertising on their platform, they just don't see it as more profitable than than just letting the advert than competing with then um, 
you know, than, than having to push out an advertiser, right? It's implementing this metaverse proposal, whatever it might be, has not yet been more, you know, has not been projected to be more profitable than pushing out an advertiser. But it, but it's, it could, that could change very quickly. You know, it, it, it could change very quickly that some service that they might, a, a pr service proposal could be proposed to the board that, that does demonstrate to them how much more profitable they'll be going with this than, than, than just uh, not competing with this advertiser. And then I think in that instance, they would, they would change tact immediately because that's just the nature of a Web2 company. But yeah, I think whether it played a, a role or not in his resignation, maybe. But um, yeah, I, I reckon right at the moment, it, it's not clear to these companies what exactly will be the most uh, profitable avenue to commit to. Because there's so many ways you can go about Web3 and what to do in Web3 and what to do with these tools, right? There's so many, you, can, you could do literally anything. So what are you going to commit to doing you, exactly, right? Like Facebook's committed to nothing but, you know, making a metaverse. This is a very vague thing to, to commit to, right? As opposed to, you know, like a tangible service that, you know, I'm going to, we're going to make this. Like committing to that is a very, well, comes at a very high social cost if you don't deliver. And I think that with that, with that idea being put forward, you might be early because companies haven't seen the, the reasonable sensibility to move this much more aggressively into crypto. Um, and they're still dealing with a lot of this backlog of Web 2.0 uh, responsibility and dependability. So good thing to think about. Do your own research, stay true to your own ideals, and make sure that you uh, stay up to date with the Block Exploring podcast. So. With all that being said, tune in next week, Monday, for a new episode. And for now, keep your chin up. Peace. <laughs>